0: Artscape is produced on the traditional Coast Salish territories of the Songhees, Lekwungen speaking peoples and the Wasanich, Sanchothen speaking peoples. Artscape is a production of CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria and is made possible with the generous support from the BC Arts Council. Now in its third season, Artscape seeks to investigate the diverse arts and culture landscape around us. This episode is produced by Nathan Ambrose and explores the all-ages music scene here in Victoria. The year was 1989. I was 13 years old. I had already been skateboarding for nearly two years and was about to make the leap from elementary to high school. At the same time, I was starting to assert my individuality like never before. Although I lived in Saskatoon, I often visited friends in Regina, a three-hour Greyhound trek away, which gave me the time to read Thrasher magazines and listen to my Walkman and all the music my parents would have confiscated had they known I was listening to it. These trips to Regina became an escape for me and a chance to connect with other skateboarders in their habitat and to explore new music like punk thrash metal, and rap. It was late spring on the prairies, and my good friend Trevor and a bunch of his skater friends took me to the University of Regina campus to see an all-ages punk rock show. Edmonton hardcore punk band SNFU was headlining. I had heard of the band but had not yet been exposed to the punk scene in my hometown and had little idea of what to expect on this night. I was a relatively shy kid, and was a bit nervous about the experience. The cool thing was that I was there with a bunch of like-minded kids who had already experienced what I was about to experience. When SNFU took the stage, their three-chord assault was like nothing I had experienced before. Singer Chai Pig was a dynamic performer, manically and brazenly moving all over the stage, singing the band's hardcore anthems with vehemence. My parents would have been pissed and I loved it. Not long after, a couple of Trevor's friends pushed me into the mosh pit, without even being able to think about whether I wanted to or not. I used to think playing hockey could be rough, but this was exhilarating, especially for a kid who wasn't yet 5 feet tall. My first all-ages show, and one that has been imprinted in my memory ever since that Saturday night in Saskatchewan.
1: i do you find the top.
0: My experiences going to all-ages shows as a teenager have had an indelible impact on the person that I am today, contributing to a lifelong love of music, and to me becoming a DJ back in the late 90s. They have also led to being part of the music community wherever I've lived through my many years in campus and community radio, as well as to becoming a local promoter and to starting a small music festival in 2013. In this episode of Artscape, I'm going to explore the current state of the all-ages scene in Victoria, a city in which I've lived since 2006. It's difficult to establish a definition of the all-ages music scene today. To my generation, all-ages shows often took place in dark, dingy, often subterranean venues, with sticky floors, questionable sound, low ceilings, and bad reputations. These shows were typically inhabited by mostly 14 to 21 year olds, looking for a place to congregate on the weekends. These shows offer to teens a sense of independence, risk, and rebellion that accompanied each experience. Imagine the look of horror on my mother's face if she had walked in on a guar show her 14-year-old son was attending in an indoor Saskatoon skate park. We look back fondly or not so fondly on these spaces, depending on our experiences in them. Here in Victoria and most cities that had a vibrant all-ages scene, for most musicians, these venues were incubators for local talent and the impetus for them becoming musicians or working in the music industry. Despite the familiar past criticisms about the lack and disappearance of all-ages venues and the expense and bureaucracy involved that all-ages promoters and musicians face when trying to put on shows, there are many reasons for optimism in the all-ages music scene in Greater Victoria today. Today, the all-ages music scene in Victoria is more diverse than ever, encompassing every genre of music imaginable, and as many as 30 or more permanent venues, many of them impeccably clean and very reputable. In addition, there are many more, including rental halls and illegal venues and homes hosting these events, as well as the multiple music festivals in the Capital Region that have all-ages components. Less restrictive liquor laws in B.C., have also provided the potential for parents to bring kids to a festival or local pub to see live music and to enjoy and share the experience as a family. Vinyl Envy started out as a North Park neighborhood record store just over two years ago. Since its opening, the store has become a live all-ages music venue and a community music hub for local musicians and music fans.
2: My name is Michael Klein, I am the owner of Vinyl Envy record store in Victoria. Vinyl Envy is a independent record store as well as a, an all ages live event venue.
3: My name is Matt, Matt Andrade. I uh, run the venue side of Vinyl Envy uh, here on Quadra Street.
2: Um, I think when, when I started, the concept was originally to do both at the same time. It was just one one in one in place first, and then once I was comfortable with actually right, right, you know, running the store properly. Then I started searching for the person that I wanted to work with, that um, had the background that was necessary and um, had the same, you know, zeal for new music and music on a regular basis. Um, I can, you know, do retail experience, but also, you know, can talk about music and has a knowledge of, a really strong knowledge base in music. So Matt's a perfect fit for that. Um, so we started off, I think I did eight months, eight or nine months or something like that, and then I opened the store, or opened, or hired Matt, I should say. And um, then we started to test the market by doing, you know, a couple before Christmas, and then we left it alone for a couple months, and then we you went, know, okay, let's actually try this and start putting it into place, and he dove farther and farther into the music scene to get to know people, to, you know, build relationships, and that's when it really took off. 'Cause it was a conscious decision. As far as the financial side of it goes, there's not really a lot of money up front to do it. You need a little bit of gear. And, you know, outside of that it wasn't really that much except our time. And yeah, you know, we have to pay each other a little bit and, you know, we have to pay band we, we pay bands because we wanna pay bands. So it's it's you know, it's it doesn't really matter at this point whether it's financially a positive as long as it's not financially a negative. And at this point that's roughly where it's at so it's it's nice to be able to dive into the scene be a part of it be a part of the community part of it and get to know people well and you know give them a place to play
3: Mike opened the store about two years ago and I start I joined on about just over a year ago and uh, once I joined on we started talking about putting on shows and kind of just as the business was growing just growing it into a venue as well side by side um you know that's been a there's there's many things like that come along the way in terms of obstacles but it's been a really interesting and like uh, amazing growing experience as well i mean we're kind of like like i said it just feels like a musical hub and it feels like there's there's like a heart of a musical community here and everyone has been super supportive along the way um that it's almost kind of naturally grown in terms of just like word of mouth and and grown grown in terms of uh, how often we're doing shows and what kind of bands that we're bringing in and that sort of thing. So now we're at the point where when we first started, we probably did one or two shows every every couple of months or something like that. And then it eventually evolved into, you know, this summer we've been doing three or four shows a week, um, just hosting a lot of bands from across Canada on tour. So we, you know, we curate all the bills uh, here, just in-house sort of thing. So we are reaching out to lots of people. And we, what our main goal is, um, is to basically bring in people from other cities that uh, Victoria hasn't seen yet, but then also pair them with suitable musicians that are local musicians um, to then kind of create this connection. Because you never know when that that band is gonna, you know, need another opener and just kind of grow and blossom from there.
4: Well,
0: All Ages Victoria is a new nonprofit society dedicated to providing opportunities and spaces, as well as accessing funding for young people to play and to experience live music.
5: I'm Randy Gelling. I'm the president of the All Ages Victoria Nonprofit Society and a former station manager at CFUV. I saw that there were other nonprofits like that. But in Seattle, uh, Tacoma in particular, those are very successful long-term nonprofit all-age societies that exist have uh, you know established venues that put on all ages shows in a safe accessible way. as well I think you know obviously the barrier uh, issue about there not being a consistent venue, a consistent legal venue and you know it's, people keep finding temporary solutions uh, and finding great, Little places that they can put on shows, but it's not long-term because if it's not a legal venue, you can get shut down, you know, by one sound complaint, you get shut down. So, to me, the only long-term solution is to create using the model of other places like in, you know, Seattle and Tacoma. uh, And I know people have been trying to do this in Vancouver, but they've been struggling as well, is create You know, an all ages society that's a legal entity that can create a a long term safe space for uh, young people to put on shows and have bands play, learn how to put on shows. So I think it was also that was the educational component is a thing that, you know, we really want to explore more with the society, which is you know, teaching young people or enabling them or empowering them is probably a better way of putting it rather than teaching uh, about how, you know, they can learn to put on a show themselves, how to promote a show, how to make sure you're not going to lose money (laughs) when you put on a show, right? Uh, And then, you know, enable them to to give them the space to form bands or, you know, or be an MC or do a DJ night or whatever that they want to do in terms of music. It doesn't, I know a lot of the assumption talking when we speak about these things as bands because that's where I think a lot of us came out of. You know, we grew up with electronic music and hip-hop as well. You know, people generally tended to form bands. But I think we're going to, you know, we want to be open to what young people want to do. So if they want to do, you know, hip-hop, or they want to do bluegrass or whatever they want to do, that's fine, right? It's not about a specific musical genre. It's uh, about them, you know, expressing themselves through music uh, and forming those community ties through music.
0: Subculture Club is a new all-ages venue located in the Rock Bay neighborhood that provides a safe, low-risk, professional community space for local promoters and bands to promote shows and play the club was started by two Victoria veterans of the punk, hardcore, and all-ages scenes.
6: I'm Steve Bailey. I'm one of the co-creators of Subculture Club, Rob Nesbitt, and I'm Steve's head monkey at Subculture Club. For me, it was a long-term goal or desire to have a space that that I would feel comfortable in and that uh, a lot of other people in the community that maybe weren't that well-served would be comfortable in. Uh, And for us, a large part of that was uh, it being all ages and being that we're somewhat older fellows, uh, we really meant all ages to mean all ages from children. You know, just finished raising a child, so from from children right through to, uh, and anyway, to seniors. And last year, I think, uh, the last time we trained our was about 6 to
7: 59 years old, so we went on with a great flavor, so that's why we the yeah. Both Steve and I. Grew shows how form who I am a little bit to the state. and recreate moments a we like I really want to see um as, as I say to Steve low stakes rock and roll like it's just you're not doing it to conquer the world you're doing it to share moments with your friends and make more friends and make a, a cultural impact on the people you're playing for That's what these kids are engaged in, in the music that they're both creating and uh, watching in, in, a, in a whole body manner that I don't see at many I was them, and I know what it's like. I see it on the faces there. They're forming an entire being around wow, this experience.
0: To find out more about Subculture Club and their event calendar, check out subcultureclub.org. Herman's Jazz Club is a Victoria music and cultural institution. It is Canada's oldest jazz club at 35 years, in addition to being Victoria's longest-running all-ages venue. I started taking my kids, now five and seven, to Herman's when they were babies. The club has exposed my kids, and many more, to live music at a very early age. For young jazz musicians, Herman's has been an incubator for Victoria's young jazz, soul, and blues musicians for decades. I visited a packed Herman's on a Monday night to see up and coming local jazz, soul, and funk band, the Fat Funks, and to speak to two of its members about the importance of Herman's for them as young under 19 musicians and music lovers.
8: My name is Sasha Enns. I'm a drummer and sound engineer from Victoria, BC. I'm 16 and I go to uh, Mount Doug Secondary School both my parents are musicians, right? So I practically grew up here, right? Seeing shows, it's been such a part of my personal musical growth and personal growth in general, right? Like it's been a haven for fostering music and arts and culture. It's invaluable, right? Like as a developing musician, you need places to play. And especially with the all ages scene, the more of a presence there is, the more opportunity you have to also get what you're playing out to people around you, right? And so if the only venues available are bars or 19 plus, then it's really hard to actually get your stuff out. And as a listener too, right, if all the shows are on a spot where you can't even see them, it's really hard to, it's frustrating, actually, to just not be able to go see those shows. Hi, I'm Owen Chow. I am a trumpet player here in Victoria, BC. I'm 16 and I go to Oak Bay High. I have been playing at Herman's uh, since since grade seven, so I was 12 when I first played here with a uh, jazz band, but I have played here a few other times. And I have also done some jam sessions here with some uh, local professional musicians. It's a great place to uh, learn how to play, and the most important part of music really is listening, because if you can't listen, then you can't really play. So having a place like Herman's to like kind of grow up in and uh, train your ear is really great to have, and it's great. it's a great atmosphere, it's fun to play here. Uh, there's lots of like jam sessions that uh, encourage young musicians to come and play.
0: Years after the death of owner Herman Mueller, Herman's is currently in danger of closing its doors. Herman's patrons and the local jazz community has galvanized in the form of nonprofit society Jazz On View in an attempt to purchase and save the club. To find out more about how you can support Herman's and keep it alive, check out JazzOnView.com or their Facebook page. Over the past several years, the City of Victoria has made significant efforts through several initiatives to support live music and to increase the number of all ages events, to make these events low cost or free, as well as accessible,
9: while hiring dozens of local acts to play these shows. Hi, my name is Darb Erickson. I work for the City of Victoria in Arts, Culture and Events as a liaison. My primary focus is music festivals, supporting the music scene, and also working in the film industry. Well, I think as far as what the city can do is one of the things that we're working on currently is developing an arts and culture master plan. And we've received a number of uh, lots and lots of input, over a thousand pieces of input from the public. And one of the things that was actually quite strong, it was the voice that there's a, a need to support the all ages music scene. So that's something we've heard loud and clear. In conjunction with that, we have a a youth engagement strategy, and likewise in that strategy, we heard loud and clear from the youth that there's an importance for supporting the all-ages music scene. So I think an outcome of our arts and culture master plan is going to to have some sort of deliverable to, say, support the all-ages music scene in some fashion. One way we currently do that is all of our city programming on our venues, such as Centennial Square and Beacon Hill Park and in our partnership with the 150 down at Ship Point, all of those events were 100% fully accessible to all ages. Likewise through our festival investment uh, grant program, most like part of the criteria for that is that events need to be accessible and if not necessarily free they need to be affordable and they need to be accessible to people of all ages not necessarily 100% of the time, but we look look at that as part of the criteria, so we're going to continue to really encourage accessibility for all ages. I think another thing that can be done is the new BC Music Fund and the $15 million that the province is injected into the provincial music scene. There could be opportunities to capitalize on some of those funds to support an all ages venue or, or venues that are already doing all ages programming. I think that City of Victoria can and has taken the lead on being the cultural hub for the region. And I think that as we continue to invest and grow as a cultural center, I think that others will come on board and, and continue to follow suit and uh, follow our lead and follow our example and take a cue. I think that there's every every municipality has opportunities. They all have their own spaces and places that they could engage with their youth, and they can um, open up their doors, whether it's a community center, whether it's a park, or whatever it might be, that there's, there's definitely opportunities for them to support their local teens and, and youth to give them opportunities for, for doing creative things. I know even community centers, for example, here in city of Victoria, they're outside of the downtown, but community centers have traditionally played a big role in all ages scene. And I think that there's, there's been a bit of a, a breakdown or a disconnect over time because I think that there may have been some bad experiences in the past. And some of these community centers have, have kiboshed and said, oh, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing all-ages shows because it just means that our place is going to get destroyed. And so there's a bit of a fear or a bit of a, an unknown that some adults and some, some coordinators might not want to take that risk but i think it i think it's important to give give the the youth and teens that have passion give them the opportunities to try something even if it is taking a risk even if it means it might be a pain in the butt for for you as a administrator i think it's still worth taking those risks and i think that as a as an administrator myself i think part of our role is to support the great ideas and then also just get out of the way and let them let them happen so i think as we show some leadership in the city i'm hoping that other municipalities will come on board and and other other organizations within the city will will
0: follow suit indeed there are no shortage of opportunities in victoria to see live music for all ages especially in the summer victoria offers a plethora of big all ages events at savon foods memorial center and many local summer music festivals including rifflandia rock the shores the Victoria International Jazz Festival, and the Victoria Ska & Reggae Festival. Some festival events are free, but the high ticket costs for most can often be prohibitive for many young people. Everyone I spoke to for this episode strongly advocated for an all-ages music scene that is more community-based, separate, and unique from the big music festivals and arena shows.
10: My name is Dane Roberts, Artistic Director for the Victoria B C Scott and Reggae Society. Um, I just think that like we need it so that we can preserve the music culture in Victoria. Like, I mean festivals you can't just wait to have a festival to be like, oh look at we have all ages opportunities. Like, you know, we need people to always be interested in music and to keep it going and it's not just a once in a year thing. Hi, I'm uh,
7: Troy Lemberg, the music director here at CFUV and also book shows in town. I feel like having something separate it is more year-round and often put on by the youth and that is like skill building for themselves and a lot often it's them starting to play that maybe they'll eventually get on those festivals. Music usually means a lot more to people that are in those younger age records, uh, like music is uh, like people's lives they definitely identify more with music a lot more when they're younger than when they get older I guess that's when you discover a lot of what your music that you probably listen to for the rest of your life
9: I think the the all ages scene is important in the sense that like I referred to before the the intimacy and the engagement with the artists giving kids an opportunity to be able to be in the midst of of the performance and and be a part of it as opposed to just a, a passive um Participant they're actually engaged with what's happening And I think that in smaller venues uh, and you find this like used Riftlandia as an example Some of the smaller venues is where you actually have that experience of being engaged with the artists More so than you might at the main stage at Royal Aesthetic Park for example So giving the teenagers an opportunity to actually have This engagement in the smaller venue is really important I think it's also important that we have stages for for younger kids to perform on so if we're just dependent on the large ven- venues or large festivals it's not necessarily going to give an opportunity for some of the emerging artists there's there's plenty of young musicians that are talented in this city and we need to give them opportunities to be on the stages and and be able to
2: perform my my viewpoint is you have to seat it i mean that scene is large scale it's a little bit more um, you know you have to, you've, you've proven yourself by the time you're starting to play even theatres and good bars, good sized bars. Um, you need a place to actually do that. And vinyl. we give them that for one thing. Um, All ages venues are really, they, they pop up and down a lot of the time. They open, they close because of the fact that some of them are run illegally. And, you know, some of them, people don't get permission to actually do it. And I'm fortunate where I have a landlord that's actually approving me doing it. So that's a big key to my advantage, kind of to have a person that's willing to actually let me do it. Um, So for the scene, um, it's just, it's the seed. It's what seeds the bigger stuff. You have to give people a place to play. And if they have a place to play that they're comfortable in, um, they flourish. I've witnessed it multiple times where you see a band the first time they've ever played or, you know, early on and then you see them six months later or you see them a year later it's like, wow there's quite a jump up because these guys, you know got a place to play they played in front of people because that's a huge dynamic I can play in your garage forever but as soon as you start playing in front of people everything kind of changes and to watch the, the growth it's great it's great to be part of that
5: well, because they're so fundamentally different from that. You know, the thing is, like, as I mentioned, when I was a kid, yeah, I went and I saw Metallica in a, a big arena, and I went and saw Pantera in a big arena. Um, you know, I saw lots of great bands. But, you know, the, the idea that you could really form your own band and really do it on your own didn't really come to me or my friends or that you could... Really become a participant in music as opposed to just uh, a bystander came to me through the All Ages shows, you know, because they are people who are your peers. Uh, because even I mean, it could be the exact same age or a few years older than you, you know. So that's I think, and also the fact that you could put on shows yourself, like you know, you realized oh yeah, we could just like do a show ourselves, like you know, we could actually do this, like you know, book a space. Uh, you know, get a sound system, get our friends' bands together, and put on a show. It's a huge difference. I mean, there's really no there, like. It's it may seem similar. I think to people that haven't experienced it, but to anyone who ha- you know has, I think it's night and day. You know, you, you go to arena shows for your entire life, uh, and it will never really occur to you that oh, I could actually you know you can't put on an arena show yourself. Right, you don't go to an arena show and go. Oh, I could, you know, spend a hundred thousand dollars and put on this show. Um, that's that's not very many people that could uh, possibly even get close to that, right? So I think it's uh, you know the accessibility of it, the low barrier, uh, the fact that it's your peers, that it's young people, um, and also the fact that you know maybe that everybody who does play isn't that great at the beginning, and that's okay.
6: All ages seen implies to me uh, a a do-it-yourself from the ground up uh, approach that you know respects the reality of, of youth. You know, youth don't have the kind of ticket money that's required. You know, unless their parents hand it to them, meaning that that's been approved. Um, they don't have. You know, they're invited to these spaces, but th- those things, for the most part, to me are always designed for the you know 19 to 30-year-old uh who can consume a reasonable amount of alcohol because that's how the main mostly gets paid for um i don't i don't see a lot of youth bands you know underground bands playing at those things you know they're, they're they're fine but they're this this all ages scene is um you know kids making their own bands making their own shows doing promotion um it's just a different uh very different vibe. Um, I have to
7: say that also those, those things, and specifically Rifflandia, and before I say anything bad about Rifflandia, I, I love it. I think it's an amazing achievement. Um, uh, Dimitri and Nick have, have, that have, they have created this thing that's an international festival at this point. Um, but it's important for things to coexist. and so for instance, people it's, it's, it's good for kids to see that people can make their own rules. We've made our own rules here. And one of the rules is that promoters don't pay to use the space. They can use it for free and the bands get paid. That is that is outside of capitalist norm right there, right? We've moved outside of the structure. At the same time that Reflandia happens, there is a small festival called Good Party that happens. And that is free. Tons of bands from all over the province come here and you just walk in and you watch and then you walk out and go to another venue and watch for free. The woman who created that, Melissa, She's stepped outside of the capitalist norm. Created right? something that it, should, it shouldn't work. Why does this work? Like and, you know, anybody in in your business mind says it's, just, it's just a stupid thing to do, you know, it's your, how, do, how do you how raise enough money to cover your costs? Well that's not that's not the way you cover it. Out. It's a to show kids, things like that too.
1: I'm mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Perhaps the biggest challenge facing the all-ages music scene in Victoria is increasing the participation of young people under 19. Many of the promoters and stakeholders in the all-ages scene report lower attendance for under 19 patrons. Why is this the case, considering the increasing numbers of opportunities available to them?
3: Well, I think they like talking about the space and talking about the shows like on something like this is a huge huge help and the biggest the biggest thing for me is uh, I think we just want to do some more targeting and, and focusing on some of the high schools and, and the university crowd as well just let people know that like if you know there's a lot of people that don't necessarily want to go out and see a band and be in a bar or in a situation where they want to whether they want to drink or they want to be tempted to drink or anything like that so I feel like the most important thing is just kind of letting people know and targeting kind of like the schools and that sort of thing um, as bands are are coming through because I know that if I was in that situation when I was in university, when I was in high school, I'd be super stoked if one of of the bands that I listened to just online or something or saw their music video on YouTube was coming through or a band I, I heard was good at this festival two years ago was playing in
8: this local record store. One thing that could work is more promotion within the schools right and if somebody like if a school is gonna book a band right book a band of high school kids or college kids as opposed to somebody older right even if they're gonna come play just so people can see their peers someone oh that's someone my age I could be doing that this culture exists and is very important and I want to be a part of this right and so I think you have to bring the awareness to your target audience before anything can really happen, right? You have to create a demand.
10: But it's about getting those youth in tune with the bands we're bringing. We just need to get those bands who are who are youth themselves on the shows. And then in in terms of the festival we're doing, we have the workshop that we were doing with the, um, we had like the great Soul to Rocksteady Connection, which was a workshop involving Booker T. Jones and Keith and Tex, which was a partnership with the Vikai R and B band and the different teachers around School District Sixty One. And we did there was like a keynote address and performance at the Vikai Auditorium June fifteenth of two thousand and seventeen. And it was great. And it was well attended and lots of youth were there. And we want to do more of that throughout the year. So that's another way that we're trying to approach it is having workshops not just at Scuffus but throughout the year and partnering with the music teachers and the students directly
2: to push the message out all ages wise it's tricky to do simply because i don't know the market that well but you just uh, we just try to push it out as best as possible i mean musicians in the city are well aware of the fact that um, we exist cuz word of mouth of that spread and it you know still spreads to this day but um, that part of it is you know well known um, getting it out to younger audiences going through maybe high schools might be an up, a good opportunity. Um, we haven't looked into that, although I've had a couple of conversations with um, music teachers that um, run band of the band of the month kind of things out of their school. Um, I've considered sponsoring one of them and I think somebody's coming back in June or something like that to talk to, talk to me about it again because it seems like a nice way to, you know, um, be part of a band of the month thing that's uh, thrown by a bunch of high school kids and a, and a music teacher. Sounds like a great idea.
5: The city needs to really step up and create that, help create that space. You know,
2: to me with all
5: ages of Victoria, you know, we want long term to have a space that we can help put on shows. But, an all honesty, it doesn't necessarily have to be us so much as there is is helping make that space happen. You know. And in terms of attendance at the shows, uh, my experience has been if you create the space, um, you know, they, it just grows. Now, that might be naive, but, you know, I think if you create the space, uh, younger people attend. I know that um, you know, some other people on the um, board for the All Ages Society who've got a lot of experience putting on local All Ages shows said that, you know, when there was a venue... Um, that was like a legal, uh, legit venue, uh, close to downtown, that they were putting on shows. They saw young people showing up at their shows that they never saw previously. at, to say their house shows, right? So I think like you know, there's young people out there. There's, I mean, they're still forming bands, right? There, there's, you know, that there's young people out there who want to be MCs, who want to be DJs who want to be in a band and even are in bands or in ba- doing those things in their basements, in their bedrooms, it's about giving them a space outside of their basement in their bedrooms, you know, to come out and play.
9: When we, we as adults or as, as the older generation, see some potential or see a little bit of interest from the younger demographic, really trying to nurture that and really giving them the ownership and really Letting them run with it. Run with the energy and the it, the ideas, the creativity that the, the young folks have. And letting them take that. Because I don't think that you or I or, or people that are our stage of life are going to be the ones that are leading the all-ages scene. It's got to really have to come from within. It's got to be uh, a bit of a DIY attitude. And they're going to say, well, we're going to make this happen. And I know it is happening out there. It's happen- There's shows happening in basements. There's shows happening in the backs of... Different spaces, but it's just a matter of how do we get out of the way and encourage that in, in whatever way we can.
7: We are doing our part by just making this place, by trying to invite people in and um, hopefully give them a way to connect to people, and hopefully especially people they might not come into contact with otherwise. It's it's difficult, you know. You get older,
6: and I think you have to accept that to some degree. People of a different generation will be. Successful. Of you and your motives, just that's just you should accept it and rather than interfere, do the things you can do as an older person, which sometimes is to facilitate, uh, to create things, to fund things because um, you've reached that point in your life. But I'm, I'm you know, blown away and inspired and, and interested by the things that young people do. I don't want to influence it, so I, yeah, so that's that, that's part of what we're doing. I also was going to say, as far as getting the word out, that in the today is that they have a, you know, a, their own way of getting the word out and it's quite effective. My name is Glenn uh,
11: Carter I'm born well, and i I'm a Victoria's local story. I think it's important like any arts um, they're taking a hit these days um, and uh, with government funding cutting back and now they're melding um, arts and heritage together in one thing so it's trying to get Young people interested in something that's being combined with something that's you know more appealing to their grand or great grandparents Um, has been a little tough that way. Um, I think um, kids these days it's just important to know what real music sounds like. Everything is electronic, pre-made, that sort of thing. But I encourage every child to go and listen to a a, a full-size and band or a more section once. Go out and listen to a symphony once. Um, go to a t- take a music class and try it or, or you know, just uh, go and experience it without a whole bunch of distractions. Don't be there to be one of the cool kids. Be there to appreciate the music and give them that opportunity environment. And then if someone absorbs it that likes it and enjoys the wants to follow through, they will. But I don't think there's another opportunity.
0: Throughout my interviews for this podcast, one thing was made adamantly clear. All ages shows are vital and integral to the culture of a city. All ages stakeholders passionately believe that a strong all ages scene can contribute to our city in innumerable ways.
9: Yeah, I think based on my own experience of, of having a passion for for live music, based on my experiences as a as a teenager, I think that... Building into the next generation is really important. Creating that love for music or that experience where you feel like this is something you're engaged with and passionate about is going to be very important for our next generation. And the more that we can instill that passion or, or create that love of live music now in the next generation, the, the more music lovers we're going to have 10, 20 years from now.
3: I think it's really
7: important for kids to have a place that's their own and, or at least that they feel that's their own and, and the community is their own, whether this actual physical space is theirs or not. When they come here, it, it is their place and uh, I think it's important for them to have an identity and, and something that they are seeing that at that moment they are creating that thing, that um, that group of bands, that sound, whatever is happening. and. Uh, I think it's important for them to have something where adults aren't telling them what to do and how to do it. It's not like the Boys and Girls Club or Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever. It's like, um, it's their own thing. And and they feel, I think they feel empowered and I think they feel that they're truly discovering something on their own.
3: Primarily, it's to have that door blown open, like the the door to the music world. Or realistically, it doesn't have to necessarily be music, but just it opens you up to the creative world. It's a huge, huge hurdle, you know, creators putting so much time and effort and emotion into what they, what the final outcome is, um, and in a lot of places there really isn't uh, value for that. Like, um, th- there's not value attributed towards art. So it's a huge, that's one of the main focuses with, with Final Envy is just really trying to create a, a safe space for people to come and show and share their music appreciation.
2: We see all, the, all kinds of different scenes. We see an indie rock crowd. We see, a, you know, a punk crowd. We see a jazz crowd. We see all kinds of different crowds. But the young the younger crowds um, identify so strongly with the music that they're watching that it uh, it, it gives them a, a boost. gives them a place in society to fit into where they feel really comfortable. And that's really important. It doesn't matter, you know, what the style of person is, they should have a house to go to that's good for them.
5: I think they are actually very important. You can't really underestimate it in, uh, in terms of music, you know, the cultural impact that it has. Because what I, one of the things I think I realized was that, you know, you would see a band play, maybe it'd be some of your friends, you know, uh, or some people that you knew or people that you had never seen but they might be getting together and they play. And the first time you saw them, they're not very good, you know? (laughs) But that's okay, right? Like, everyone's there just to be kind of supportive, just because, you know, maybe this is the first time they've got up on stage and played in front of a bunch of people. So people would still be, you know, supportive of that band. And then, you know, that band, uh, it would often be surprising. Three months, six months later, you see them, And they're they're getting better and better and better until they're often become, you know, sometimes some of my favorite bands, you got to see them move from like, you know, barely competent to like, oh my God, these guys are so good now, you know, and and really being uh, blown away and seeing how bands would gel and come together or that, you know, um, the other thing that would often happen is you'd have, you know, some people in bands, they would start, maybe the bands would die off, but. You know, everyone would move from one band to another until they formed a kind of, like, local supergroup, you know? So all the people who were perhaps the most serious uh, out of all the local bands could form a band together, and they are an amazing band. So it kind of creates what I would often refer to in the past as, like, the mulch, out of which, you know, all the great music grows, right? It's like having a local scene that's really active, uh, where people, where it's really low barriers to entry, Accessible and supportive creates the mulch out of which great bands grow. You know, I mean, this is the scene out of which I saw, you know, uh, Dan Buckner, Fruit's Now Wolf Parade. I saw him playing, you know, in various bands over the years. Some of them were great, some of them weren't great. <laughs> uh, he got better and better, you know, his bands got better until, uh, like, you know, I mean, I saw some mind blowing shows uh, with his band Atlas Strategic at uh, Logan's, where, I mean, it was amazing to be able to see uh, such, you know, a, a great band uh, performing live in such a small venue. So, you know, that's stuff like Wolf Parade. Uh, I mean, Nelly Furtado was part of the the local hip hop scene in Victoria, and I remember her peripherally <laughs> being part of it. So, you know, these it's pretty amazing, you know, that these things that become you know, mainstream or very respected. So That's where they're growing out of, is that it starts with people when they're 14, 15 years old, being able to get up on stage and play in front of other people. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's an invaluable contribution to culture. I don't really think you get a musical culture unless, you know, uh, young people have that opportunity to perform in front of other people, find other musicians, uh, other people interested in music, other people that take music seriously, uh, helps reinforce the importance of music, that it's a legitimate thing that you can do with your life where you find other people who care about it that much as well. And that's how, you know, music happens. I think that's how definitely it happens in my experience in, you know, medium-sized cities like Victoria. And from what I've heard from other people you know, over the years, uh, that's true in general across Canada. But that's really where all these great bands that we now know come from, is they came from all-age scenes to some degree or another. You know, people playing when they were really quite young in front of supportive audiences of their peers.
0: Thank you so much to all those interviewed for this project. Randy Gelling, Matt Andrade, Mike Klein, Darb Erickson, Rob Nesbitt, Steve Bailey, Troy Lemberg, Dane Roberts, Glenn Parfit, Owen Chow, and Sasha Enns. Your experiences, energy, and enthusiasm for local music and the all-ages scene is palpable, and thank you so much for sharing it. Also, a big thanks to all of the bands and artists whose music was recorded in all ages spaces. Rosacea, Blackwood Kings, The Fat Funks, Sorry Girls, Alexandra Mayo, and also to the venues that hosted these shows, including Final Envy, Subculture Club, Herman's. This episode of Artscape has been produced by me, Nathan Ambrose. The executive producer is Katie Sage. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe to Artscape and leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Artscape has been made possible with the generous support from the BC Arts Council. Let's keep this discussion going. Check out the All Ages Victoria Music Facebook page for more information.
6: Victoria is very special. People come from other places. They've always said about Victoria, it's just a little more open, it's a little less cliquey. It's not, it's not perfect, but it's, it's a little, a little, little more weird. weird. It's a little it's more weird. weird.